Okay, Steve jokes, but I actually, two weeks ago, I was far on the other side of the world uh, um, in Panama, which was quite cool. But the, to start the sermon off, I actually want to share a story that when I was flying over there, I flew to Sao Paulo to get to, to Panama, and it's like an eight or ten hour flight. I don't know, it's just mush along, I just lose track of time. But I, I can't sleep on a plane. I'm, I'm very bad. I, I toss and turn. I can't sleep. And normally you just sit and watch movies. Like you go through the movies, there's four or five movies, and then you get to your destination and you're okay. But I decided no, I'm not watching any movies. I didn't even switch the TV on for the whole, the whole trip. I had my iPad and I was listening to some worship music, and then I had some homework to do for Brazil missions of listening to, I don't know, about 16, 17, 20 hours of audios on healing. So I started listening to that. And then all of a sudden, God just started downloading stuff. I said, okay, cool, this is, this is cool. I'll just sit down on the plane and get a message. So God gave me a message. He gave me this message. It's about freedom. And then I listened to music again. Then he got me another message, gave me a vision or something else. I said, okay, now I'm confused, God. Now you're giving me all this stuff. What am I supposed to do with it? But this evening when we started, um, we had a verse on freedom. We had a song on freedom. And so the stuff that, that, that uh, Steve was actually praying about is, is all in my message. So... They've stolen all my show. They've taken all my message already. But what it does do, it, it makes, me, makes me sort of comfortable that the message God gave me, I think, is for tonight and for, for us here. The message is for everyone. So the message is entitled Road, The Road to Freedom. So how many of you have read the book or seen the movie, Walk, What Long Walk to Freedom? Nelson Mandela's Life. Okay, some of you have. I haven't. Sorry, I'm bad. Um, but in, in, that, in that book of the movie, it talks about uh, Mandela's uh, childhood, growing up, his struggle for freedom, his 27 years in, in um, prison. And then there were fruits of, of this, this uh, struggle of his. The, the fruit was freedom to the people. So apartheid was abolished and there was, there was equal rights, etc. So, so there was freedom from his struggle. Now, tonight, I, I believe there's, there's a certain road to freedom as a Christian. And each one of us sitting here, you can plot yourself on where you are on this road of freedom. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple of those areas where I think there's a starting point and there's, there's an end point. And, and as, we, as I'm talking, I, I want you to think, okay, I'm there or I'm there or I need to be there. So, so this message is for everyone. Um, there's no one here that, that shouldn't be able to identify where they are and where they need to be. Okay, cool. So if I, if I think about the, the road to freedom... There's a starting point, and I, I believe the starting point is an authentic relationship with Jesus. Um, so that's the, the, the first one. Okay, mine, mine, mine didn't have question marks, but that's cool. You can ask yourself that question. Um, the, the, the authentic relationship with Jesus. That's a starting point. You can't start having freedom un, unless you, you have a real relationship with Jesus. So, so again, you, you, you ask yourself where you are. We're going to talk about what an authentic relationship is. The, the next one is, is once you have a, a relationship with Jesus, then you start to learn what really is. What, what is freedom really about? Understand what freedom is. What does it mean to you? What, is it, what, is, what does it mean to, to your, um, your, how you operate, how you live? Um, once you go past that stage, then you start living freedom and you start having fruits of freedom. So, so there should be fruits in your life coming out saying, okay, these should be the fruits that are coming out of my life because I am free. So sometimes there's a gap there where, where you're not really free in certain areas and the fruits aren't there. So that's an area we, might, we want to talk about as well. Once you get to that point where, you, where there's fruits, the next point on the road is your testimonies. 
So if you have got freedom over a certain part of your life that's been holding you back and you've got freedom, then it's a point for you to go and testify. And I'm actually going to give, uh, um, this is where everyone gets involved. I don't want to talk all the time. But later on, I want to give you an opportunity to stand up and say, God has set me free in this area or that area. And that's part of your walk in freedom is, is to testify. Stand up in a group of people. It's a small group, so you don't have to feel threatened or like uh, nervous or anything. Um, you need to stand up and say, God has set me free from from addiction to alcohol or whatever it may be. Um, and, and I want to give you an opportunity tonight to actually stand up and do that and make a stand. Yes? Sorry? The drugs. Have you been set free? Amen, Lord. Amen. Cool. <laughs> okay, we'll start now. Baie kort asem Ek kon nie baie vinnig loop Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Bye, thank you. Thank you. Super cool. <laughs> okay, so testimonies. That's, he's, he's on the road. He's on the road to freedom. He's been free of drugs and he's standing up and testifying. And God is going to bless that. God is going to bless you for standing up, my friend. God is going to bless you. And then the next step after you've, after you've got to testify is to, is to be able to impart what God has given to you to others. So God has given each of us the ability to impart that freedom to others. So if you've received freedom, you go pray for someone and you go set them free as well. So you, you take that freedom and says, God has set me free from drugs and I want, to, I want you to be set free. In Jesus' name, I set you free from drugs and you free from drugs. And, 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 and you impart that, that freedom that you've got on, onto others. Okay, so the verse I want to, I want to share, um, most of you will probably know the verse, John eight thirty two. It says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Probably isn't there, okay? So that's the main verse, that, that's the main verse. But to understand that verse, we, we need to also understand what happened before, what was going on, where did this verse come from, and, and normally there's something that happens after the verse to say, okay, now that, now that you've read this, what's supposed to happen? So the, the context of this verse, Jesus was talking to the Jews, and the Pharisees were there as well. And he was sharing to say, yeah, if, if you know, he, he was sharing his testimony basically. And the Pharisees said, yeah, but in those days you had to have a witness to say, yes, he's telling the truth. And, and no one could really tell anyone, yes, Jesus is telling the truth. Because no one really knew for sure. And Jesus said, no, well, um, if you know me, you know my father. My father bears witness for me and I bear witness for my father. So... I do have a witness, therefore you need to believe me. But they couldn't quite get it. Um, and then in verse 12, John 8 verse 12, the verse that was read out in, before we started worship, it says, he carries on and says, I am the light and whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Now that, that all happened just before verse um, 32. And then in verse 31 it says, um, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you, are, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So before this verse, God, uh, Jesus said, all of this, if you believe me, if you know me, you know my father. And there were some people that believed and said, yes, okay, we believe you, Jesus. He says, okay, you guys that you say you believe, you are my disciples. If you abide in my word and continue to believe who I am, you are my disciples. And then he says, and... Um, 
Let's go back one. Thanks, Slim. One, one back. Yeah. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall, shall, shall make you free. So it's, it all goes together. Once you believe, then this is what happens. It's a part of that believing. Part of believing Jesus, of who he is, is knowing the truth and, and, and being set free from that. So that, that's where it starts. It starts with an authentic relationship. So it's about knowing who Jesus is, being able to witness about who Jesus is. First of all, if, if, you, if you can do that, then you know the truth. It, it, it says, you abide in me, which means to continue to believe that. Don't stop believing that. Then you abide in me, and you will know the truth, and you will be set free. It doesn't say if, maybe, maybe you'll be set free. It says and. And, and means also. And also, it's a definite. It's not a, I'm not a school teacher. So I don't know. Someone could probably tell me what the and really means. But to me, and means it's not a, not a if or a but. It's an and. It means it will be done. So it means you will be, will be set free if you, know, if you know Jesus. Now, that, that verse as well, there's two words there. Uh, know and free that, that, are, that are very critical to understand as well. So the word know um, in, in John, John 8.32 um, talks about, um, there's, it's a word, I think it's up there, just go a little bit further, Slim, I think I put the word up, uh, or, or not, maybe, but the word no, actually in, in the Greek uh, is ginosko, I don't know, I'm not Greek, so I can't pronounce it properly, but the word means perceive, understand, recognize, or gain knowledge. Basically what it means to know is to, re- to recognize the truth by personal experience. So it's not just sitting in, a, in, 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 a, in your room and reading a book and saying, okay, now I know what this book is talking about. There's no personal experience to that. So knowing the word know, the key to the word know is personal experience. So you need to have a personal experience with Jesus. You need to know him personally. Like, like I know Steve, I know Claire, I know Clint, I know them personally. I don't know everything about them, but I know them personally. I can go up to him and say, how's it, Steve? How's it going? How's your surfing going? No, he's not surfing because he's looking after his pregnant wife and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Jokes. But, but it's about a personal experience. You need to be able to have that personal connection with Jesus and say, Jesus has said this to me. Jesus has done this for me. This is, this is who Jesus is to me. It's about a personal experience. So knowing is not just head knowledge. It's, it's heart. Knowing who, who Jesus is in, in, in your life. And the other word, um, free, is also used in, in another verse, uh, in uh, Romans 8.2. Um, the verse says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And what that word free means, it's also some fancy Greek word that says, Elhu there are, something like that. <laughs> but it's, it means to, to um, liberate, to acquit, set free, deliver. But specifically in the New Testament, it was specifically or exclusively used for Jesus setting believers free from the dominion of sin. So, so what that means is up till Jesus' time, what used to happen? If you sinned, you, 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 you were going to be subject to death. Okay? There was no way out. There was no way to, to heaven. You, you, you sinned, you were basically going to go to hell. That's what, before Jesus came, that was the the direction everyone was going to go in. No one was, was if Jesus didn't come, that's where we'd all be going, okay? So, so Jesus came and he came to, to set us free from death, basically, okay? So that's what free is. Free is setting us free, giving us the liberty from that, um, 
sort of destiny that, that was, was there for us. Okay, um, I, had some, I always get some random thoughts. The guys in the missions teams will know, know this as well. But then I was thinking, what does free mean to me? And I came up with the acronym, F-R-E-E. And, and uh, for me, freedom all of a sudden said, uh, meant forever righteousness exceeds expectations. It might sound a little bit weird, but that, to me it said, okay, well, God has made us right. He has, he has made us, given this opportunity to be made right, even though we don't deserve it. And he has given us eternal life, which is the forever part. Um, but when, when I try to think of that, I think, I don't get it. I, I can't really comprehend how he actually did that. Didn't deserve it. Didn't do anything to, to get it, but he gave it anyway. So that, to me, exceeds my expectations. A lot of people have an expectation of God. He's maybe this angry God that wants to, wants to um, always discipline. Maybe there's other people that say, oh, God's a relaxed God and we can do whatever we want. You know, a lot of people have got different perceptions about God. And, and for me, I always get blown away by, by how good God is. So he always exceeds my expectations. So if you've got a very low expectation of God, then... Maybe it'll always be exceeded, but sometimes you have a high expectation, but he's, he's going to always exceed even the highest expectations that we have. So for me, that's what it means to be free. For, for me, that's free. It's uh, forever been made right, and um, that always exceeds my expectations of what, what God has for me. Okay, so, so before John 8.32 saying the truth shall set you free, all this stuff happened, and then afterwards, there's, there's a part that goes afterwards. So in, in verse 36, we know all this, and it says, if you know the, 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 the truth, the truth will make you free. And then it says, therefore, in verse 36. So in other words, it means whatever was before, this is now after, after that. And it says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. In other words, if we abide in him, if we understand who Jesus is, um, if we understand the whole concept of salvation and grace, that we don't deserve it, but God gives it to us anyway, then we will be free. We'll be free indeed. Um, the, uh, Steve mentioned earlier that um, sometimes we, we, we feel bound and everything. And, and this, this verse is a verse that you can declare over yourself time and time and time again. If you're a Christian, you are free. So if you feel oppressed or bound by certain things... That's a lie. It's a lie because this verse says, if you abide in Jesus, you are free. No one can tell you anything else. No one can tell you. Satan's going to try to tell you, no, but this, you got this addiction and now you're doing this. That's all lies. You just say, this verse says, Jesus said, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So you ask yourself, are you free? Yes, I am free. Then I'm free indeed. There's nothing that's going to steal that freedom away. There's nothing that you should allow to steal that freedom, freedom away. I've got one more, one more verse just to, just to look at the authentic relationship as a starting, starting point of your freedom. Um, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 18 in the New Living Translation. Uh, there we go. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Someone also mentioned about the veil this evening as well. For the Lord is, is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So the Lord is Spirit. Where the Spirit is, there is freedom. So if you've got the Lord in you, you've got got his Spirit in you, 
there is freedom. So wherever the spirit is, there, there is freedom. Quite interesting, it also talks about the veil. So when Jesus was crucified, what happened in the temple? The veil got torn. Up till that point, there was sin. I don't know if there's that sin graph um, little image. There we go. So there we are on the left-hand side. We're standing there. We're full of sin. And before Jesus came, we were, we were going to go to, to hell, to eternal darkness. Um, and we couldn't get over that, that chasm. We couldn't get over that big jump. We, none of us can jump that far. So Jesus came. He died on the cross and made a way for us to get over to the, to the other side so that we can have eternal life. And that's what it is. That's what, it, that's what it's about. Understanding that by having a relationship with Jesus, we can be free to get to the other side. We can be free to have eternal life. We're not stuck in, in, in this eternal darkness. Um, that's as simple as it is. It's not a fancy message. It's just simple saying, I receive that. I am free. That he's done. Um, it also talks on that verse, talks about the glory, that, that the veil was removed and we could see and reflect the glory. And that kind of speaks to me a little bit because, yes, I, I don't know about seeing God's glory. I had a little um, incident in Zambia which freaked me out totally because, you know, the story when Moses went up and went face to face with Jesus, like, you can't, if you, had to, if you looked at God, sorry, if you look, at God, look to God, you, you, you would die because you were in his presence. And I kind of had a little mini moment like that in, in Zambia. I was like praying for one of these pastors in the, in the church. And he was speaking in tongues. And I, I felt I had the translation of tongues. And it was connecting with God. And it was like super cool. Then all of a sudden, I, I was praying for him. And I, and I felt the glory of God. And I like said, whoa, this is going to kill me. <laughs> and I, I really thought I was going to die. I felt like so, um, I wouldn't say scared. But it was like freaked out. It was like, whoa. So I stopped praying for him. And I went to go sit down. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. I should have carried on praying and saw what happened. But uh, it, like, it was like, no, 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 this is like too hectic. It was, it was far too hectic for me. I couldn't, couldn't handle it at, at the time. And I don't know if we reflect God's glory. That's one of the areas I think all of us can ask ourselves a question. If, we, if the veil has been torn, we are walking a, a, a road with Jesus. Are we reflecting his glory? We need to see, but the verse also says, see and reflect the glory of the Lord. So are we, each one of us, reflecting the glory of the Lord in our lives? It's part of our road to freedom. Part of the road is to reflect God's glory. Okay, um, just quickly, my story about that. I was, I was on that side. We were all on that side. Um, and I was living a very religious life. I was a Catholic. I was one of these altar boys. How many of you have been to a Catholic church before? Okay. I was one of these altar boys, dressed up in a... Dress? I don't know why they make us dress in dresses, but it was like a long robe. It was a dress, okay? It was a red and white dress. There were two dresses on you. Crazy. Anyway, so I used to go there and I used to go and serve as an altar boy and uh, give, help the priest give the bread and the wine and everything and cool, heavy, heavy religious on a Sunday, but then the rest of the time, not, not, so, not so good. I was actually a very naughty guy. Um, I'm probably going to take, ask you to stop the tape just now and I'll share one or two other stories so that Andre doesn't hear it, okay? But, <laughs> so I was living this religious life and I just had this dual life, Jekyll and Hyde. And then eventually when I, when I wanted to marry my, my wife, she was telling me about um, being born again and having a relationship with Jesus. I said, well, what's that all about? And she actually led me to the Lord. 
and, and yes, yeah. <laughs> and then I, then, I, then I was on that other side there. Then I moved over. Yes. <laughs> That's a shortened story. There's a longer story to it. But, but then, since then, God has actually, and if I look back on my life, God has actually, I, I, God has used me to shine his glory in, in lots of areas. And I can look back and I say, yo, thanks, God. That, that was like super awesome that, that I, could be, I could reflect your glory um, and, and, it's, and it's good to reflect on those moments for yourself. So you look at yourself and ask yourself, where has God used you to reflect his glory? And just, just thank him for that. Just say, thank you, Lord. That, that's like really cool that you've, you've done that for me. Okay, talking about freedom now. If I had to ask you if you are free, most people will say yes. Correct? None of us sitting here are in jail. Correct? Because if you were in jail, you wouldn't be here. Okay, so that means we, we're free. How, I don't know if you're going to put your hands up, but how many of you have been in jail? Good, my buddy, I'm not alone. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the only one standing on my hand up looking like a, a, a real chop, but at least I don't feel so bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad when you, yeah, the elder of a church has been in prison, but... Okay, how many of you, have, have any of you been in prison twice? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one here now, okay. <laughs> like I said, I was a bit naughty. Um, <laughs> when I was a little whitey, uh, some friends of mine, we went to Camps Bay, for those of you from Cape Town will know, Camps Bay, and we were drinking in public. And so we got arrested for drinking in public and making a noise. But we were, I don't know, 15 maybe, I don't know, 14, can't remember. So these guys lock us up in the prison. We think, okay, what now? We thought, oh, we are freaky, freaky now because they said, no, we're going to phone your parents. Said, oh, no, this is going to be the end of the world. Our f- parents are going to kill us and oh, it's going to be bad. And what they did is they actually just locked us up for a few hours just to make us sweat a bit so we could say, no, we're never going to do it again. Not that we listened, but we never got caught the second time. <laughs> but, it, but it had this really stressful feeling. It's like, oh, what is going to happen? Um, then the second occasion was, uh, um, I was actually quite innocent, actually. <laughs> but I was in the army, and um, <clears throat> I was with two other friends, and they, we went out partying, so we had some alcohol and some other stuff, um, which you are set free from, amen? <laughs> I'm also set free from that, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. But we were driving around, and these guys both had these city golfs. I don't know if you can remember these red and, and blue city golfs, used to. That's but all uh, a few years ago, but they had special hubcaps on these cars. So my friend says, "No, they need hubcaps." So we're driving, and they stop the car, and they see this guy. Hey, there's hubcaps there. We said, "Okay, let's go." Cool. So I get out of the way. I say, "What do you guys do?" No, we need hubcaps. I said, "Oh, okay." And as we we're taking these hubcaps, the owner of the car came out. It's like, "Whoa!" Dive in the car, drive away. We thought, "Okay, we we safe." Now I was actually an officer in the army. I was a lieutenant in the army, so I, I stayed in the officers' mess. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, the military police, because the police aren't allowed on the army base, so they had to go to the military police and say, you have to go get that guy and that guy out of the barracks. So, yeah, as an officer, I get arrested by the military police, get handed over to the police, get taken to prison, get chucked in prison. They take your belts and your shoelace and everything so that you don't hang yourself, apparently. Um, And then I'm sitting there thinking, oh, no, this is, like, bad. This is not good. I'm feeling hopeless. I'm, I'm thinking, what's going to happen? I'm an officer. It's not good for an officer to now be in prison. You're going to get stripped of your rank. And 
Uh, then there's issues with workout a bursary, so that might get thrown away. And I thought, oh, this is now a disaster. Then I had to phone my commandant. He was like two IC of the, the army base in, um, in PE. And, and I said, uh, commandant, I'm yeah, in jail. Can you bail me out? So I had to stay overnight, obviously. And the next morning, he bailed me out. And then there was a court date and everything. Um, I don't know if I should tell you how we got out of the court date. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> That's like our government corruption. So we went to the guy and we said, oh, please don't press charges. He has a bottle of two or whiskey. And the guy said, okay, you'll drop the charges. So fortunately for me, uh, it, it didn't go bad. Amen. Thank you, very, my friend. <laughs> but I had this total sense of hopelessness. Total sense. I said, oh, this is the end of the world. This is the end of the world. Um, but it wasn't. Um, and maybe God's hand was in me even in, in those times before. This was before Christian days, okay, obviously. I haven't been arrested since I've been a Christian. <laughs> Someone says yet. <laughs> okay, if I get arrested in a country where you're not allowed to preach the gospel and that happens, then fine, I'll, I'll take that one. Okay, so, so freedom. So that's, most of us haven't had that experience, and I, I pray none of us do ever have that experience because it's this total sense of, of hopelessness. You don't know what's going to happen, and, and, you, and you feel so... Um, oh, just hopeless is the word that, that, that comes to mind. So in terms of freedom, the, the Jews that of the day said, we, how can you say that we, we are not free? Um, in verse 33, um, they're speaking to Jesus because Jesus says, you will be set free. We said, we are free. What are you talking about? We're not in jail. We're free. Yeah, we are. We're free. And, they, and Jesus says, or they say to Jesus, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And then Jesus answered them and said, most assured, assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits a sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. So the Jews were saying, no, we're free. And Jesus said, no, 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 that graph, you're on that side. If you haven't accepted me, you're not free. That's the bottom line. If you, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you're not free. So the people that maybe are around you um, might not have Jesus, and they need to hear this message because they need to hear that they are not free. Even though they think they're not in jail, but they're not free. Because true freedom is only when you, when you receive Jesus. Okay, if you are healthy, then we say, we are, I'm free of disease. If you are debt-free, then you say, if you, got, if you don't owe any money to anyone, then you're debt-free. That, that, there's a freedom in there. I wish I was debt-free. I am um, disease-free, as much as I know. Went for a checkup yesterday on Friday, so doctor says I'm okay. Just got a little bit of cholesterol, but we know about that. Yeah, the dietitian knows about that as well. <laughs> okay, so I've got to watch out what I eat and do a bit more exercise. Um, but other than that, I'm free of disease. Um, I'm not debt free yet. I'm going to work towards it, but I've got to pay the bank for my house. But it's all right. God has blessed you with money to do that. And when we talk about spiritual freedom, we think, okay, if I don't have a demon in me, in me then I'm then I'm spiritually free. And uh, it's not really. Like that, always. Sometimes uh, you can be free and Satan latches onto you and does stuff to you, but you're still free. you just got to know that, that, that you need to just take your authority against Satan and say, no, 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 I'm free. Cheers, foot sack. Get off. That's all you've got to do. <laughs> yeah? That's all you've got to do. Okay, so that's what freedom really is. Um, and, and the next step in the road is about the fruits of that freedom. So once you know Jesus, once you know what freedom is all about, you can associate with freedom, then there should be some fruits coming out from that. In Galatians 5, 13 and 14, 
It says there, for, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use a liberty as an opportunity for flesh, but, but through love serve one another. For the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So a lot of people, they become a Christian and they think, uh, it's like a white lie. It's a cave. I still do this. You know, It's not a freedom to be able to do those things again. What you need to do is love one another. That's what the Bible says. That's the, the main message is all about loving one another. Serve, serve, through love, serve one another. So where there's someone that needs help, go and serve them. When they're in, 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 going through a bad time, go and serve them by going to them and saying, can I pray with you? How can I help you? Can I drive you to work? If you haven't got transport, can I help you with transport? Can I, can I bring you food? Whatever. You've got to serve one another in love. That's one of the fruits of your freedom. So are you got to ask yourself your question, are, am I serving other people in love? That's a fruit of your freedom. That fruit needs to be there. And if it's not a fruit yet, it's cool. Make it a fruit. Go. When you leave here, make it a fruit and say, I need to serve. Maybe there's someone that's coming to your mind right now to say, I need to go, I need to go speak to that person. I need to serve them. I need to serve them out of love. I need to serve them. That's a fruit that each, each and every one of us need to have in our lives from this freedom. There's also a well-known verse in Luke uh, 4.18. It also comes from Isaiah 61, where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And this Spirit, it says, where there's Spirit, where the Spirit is, there is freedom. So this freedom is giving you, each one of us, the freedom to go and proclaim or preach the gospel to the poor. Each and every one of us need to go preach the gospel to someone. If you're not doing that yet, that's a fruit that you need to, you need to develop. And you need to go and preach the gospel. You need to go and tell them. You, yeah, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do. Okay, so preach the gospel. You need to heal the brokenhearted. People are struggling with depression and anxiety and people have lost family members and there's death around. There's so many people that are feeling brokenhearted and you need to go there and say, God wants to heal you of this brokenheartedness. To proclaim liberty to the captive. So if you are free, you need to proclaim to other people. You are free. You're a Christian. You are free. Don't listen, don't listen to any other lie. And the recovery of sight to the blind. Okay, I'm still waiting for that one. That, that's one of the fruit that I'm still waiting for me personally. That's going to come one of these days. Still waiting for it. It's not yet happened. And then to set liberty those who are oppressed. Again, you are called. One of the fruit of you being free is to set other people free through Jesus. To set other people free. That's our call. Our call is to go and set people free. And then in Romans 6, 20 to 23, it also talks about part of our fruit of, of holiness. And you read further down there, um, it talks about uh, the fruit of holiness, but the main thing there is, for the wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The end of the road of freedom to us is the start of eternal life. So our road to freedom never stops. There's a road that goes, and right at the end of the road, is eternal life, and that's now the start of the road forever. So part of this journey is, is the main, main fruit at the end for us, which we don't do anything about it, but a fruit that's natural is eternal life, and that's a fruit. That's a fruit of, of our freedom. Okay, um, we've already had one testimony. The road, I said, there's authentic relationship with Jesus to start the freedom. Then there's understanding freedom, what freedom is all about. Um, then there's some fruits of freedom we quickly mentioned. Um, then I said it's important to testify about, about freedom. So I don't know if there's one or two other people that maybe want to share something about being free. I've got one or two declarations that I want to, I want to go through, but anyone here that, 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 that has got, a, got something 
where they've been set free of something and they want to just share it. I just want to give an opportunity for, for anyone like that. Is there anyone who's been f- set free from depression or set free from certain sins or anything? Um, Southernwood has not been my favorite place. I've gone through quite a lot of the most traumatic experiences in my life have been in this neighborhood. So um, when I heard that they were opening a church here, I said, I'm going to stay on the other side. I was so traumatized that um, I changed all my doctors and everything to the other side of East London. Then the Lord said to me, I want you to come on the outreach. So I said, are you joking? So he said, no, you must go. So I said, well, you have to help me now because I'm suffering with fear because the memories of the past were haunting me to the point that I couldn't even drive into Southernwood. And um, anyway, so I just prayed, and it was like a real struggle, like a real struggle. I mean, anyway, I drove by myself here, and we went on an outreach. And um, we ended up at the, at the spa. And uh, Quibber was with me. And there was a, a little girl and a mother. And they had a little business on the side of the road. And Quibber said, we must pray. I feel for this girl and this um, woman. So we prayed um, for the mother. And... and you know, I asked, the Lord put something in my heart, and I said, um, where's your husband? And she said, I don't have a husband, but I knew. And then she said, I had a boyfriend, and he left. And when I looked into the child's eyes, I could see. And the same fear that I had gone through, I saw in this child's eyes. So anyway, we ended up praying for the child and uh, ministered to the child. And the, um, the mother was in tears, and she said, God has sent you to us today. We prayed for protection. We prayed for angels over this little girl. And, um, and we, de- we declared that they were free of fear and everything. And um, the mother actually said to us when we left, she said, God has sent you here. You knew nothing about our life, nothing. And she said, you were sent here. And she said, do not stop what you're doing. She pointed to everybody walking past in Southernwood. She said, everybody has a story. And don't stop spreading the love. And then when we walked back, I suddenly felt in my spirit, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Now my doctor's Southernwood, so I can drive into Southernwood during the day. So that thing has been broken. Thanks. Got some declarations that everyone can actually declare. First one, the um, let's say it together. I am, I am free. I am free from the power of sin in Jesus' name. You must believe that. Second one, I am no longer captive, but have eternal life in Jesus' name. That's something every one of us. If you've given your life to Jesus, that's something every one of us can testify to. And the third one there, I am free from eternal suffering, and my name is in the Lamb's book of life. That's in Re- Revelation 21 27. So, first you've got to ask yourself your question Is your name in the Lamb's book of life? Can you say these? If, if everyone says yes, yeah, that's awesome. Because then you've, you've already started that road to freedom. 
Um, so if if your name isn't, if you're not sure if your name's in the in the Lamb's Book of Life, then tonight you need to you need to make sure you need to get it right. You need to get your name in the Book of Life. You need to get your name in eternal life. You know you're going to eternal uh, to to heaven one day, and I'm going to receive eternal life. So let's quickly look at that road again. The next one, Slim. Okay, so right at the bottom there, start of the motorbike journey, is authentic relationship of Jesus. So maybe we're all there. Maybe you're not. Then you've got to ask your question, yourself a question tonight. I need to give my life to Jesus so that I can start this journey. If you are there, the next one is to know, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. To understand knowing Jesus properly, understanding what freedom is all about. If you have reached there, cool. The next one is to have the fruit. So are you, is the fruit of serving one another in love there? Is that fruit there? Next step on the road is, are you preaching, proclaiming the gospel? Are you healing people, healing the brokenhearted? Are you setting other people free? If you are there, cool. If not, get there. Next one is testimonies. Have you got testimonies of freedom? I got testimonies of freedom. I was set free from jail. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I was set free of a lot of other stuff. Um, I was, that was like kind of the lesser of the evils of stuff that I've done. And God set me free from all that, all that stuff. I used to do a little bit of drugs as well. And God set me free from that. And I used to drink a lot. And he set me free from that as well. The spirit is here. And where the spirit is, there is freedom.